Hey there, e-commerce enthusiasts. Let me tell you about a game changer in shipping, ShipStation. It's the ultimate platform for simplifying your shipping process. With ShipStation, you can easily import, manage, and ship your orders in no time. It integrates seamlessly with your favorite e-commerce platforms and carriers, ensuring a smooth workflow. Gain valuable insights with their powerful analytics and reporting tools. Say goodbye to shipping headaches. Visit stigmasandopenwounds.com ship and level up your shipping game today. Hey everybody, welcome to a new Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. <laughs> All right. All right. So this week, we're going to be doing a new subject, obviously. And with with this subject, we're going to be hearing a few similarities with a few episodes that we did in the past and a few episodes that we're going to be doing in the future. Because uh, the way that I'm kind of planning things right now is that I kind of want to dovetail that a few of these episodes into each other so that it kind of is a, a seamless transition. I, I'm hoping this makes sense to other people. Is this making sense to you, Eric, the way that I'm Not really, because I don't know what dovetailing means. <laughs> so I, I'm I, thinking I that's a made-up word. No, actually, <laughs> actually, I know it's something that is used in woodworking, which I know that you did not take woodworking. It's 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 a way that, that things are connected. Um, but also it's a... It's a tale of a dove, huh? But it's a, it's a connecting thing. So it's an easier way of connecting it. So some things that we t- talked about in the past and some th- things that we're going to talk about in the future are going to sound similar and they might overlap. Okay. But the reason that I'm doing it is because it's going to be easier to to make it connect, if that makes any sense. Okay. You know, that's kind of how I do things with my my music playlist. That's how, I, you know, I just like to to make things seamless, as seamless as possible. Okay, I'm still confused, but maybe if you tell me what we're talking about, then then it'll make more sense. All right. So the, this week, we're going to talk about the stigma against traveling. So the reason that this, again, sounds semi-familiar is because last week we talked about split vacations and why you may or may not think that you can do that. And again, some of you may not have listened to that, so you might be saying, what the heck is that? You may just want to go listen to that before I go explaining myself about that. So uh, what is the stigma against traveling? Well, a lot of you guys say, I can't travel. I can't travel the way that you guys travel. Well, guess what? I've compiled a lot of the things that people have said to us over the years of why they cannot travel overseas or even across the country the way that we travel. And you know what? We have come up with answers along the way. I've come up with some answers and I'm sure throughout this episode, Eric will come up with some answers as to why you can do these things. And maybe, yeah, you simply cannot do this and maybe you can't do it right now, 
but we can help you along. I'm not saying we can help you along financially, no, but we can help you find ways to make it a lot easier. Because what I'm thinking is a lot of you guys are simply making excuses or kind of putting it off right now. And yeah, I do know that some of you guys are kind of saying that maybe when my kid gets older, and I do understand that sometimes it is harder with kids. However, not impossible. We just met up with somebody who had a what is she? I think she just turned. She was one? six months old. Six they months took us, old. Okay. They took yes. a six month old. Yeah. To Spain. And, and let me tell you, they were carrying the stroller up and down the steps. They they had they were carrying uh they they had the the thing on their back. I mean, and and she's not a she's not a tiny. I mean, she's she's an average. She's actually underweight, I guess. But still, she, it's not like she was tiny. And there were a lot of steps that we were that we were climbing. And we were in Spain. So it's not like it was an easy trip that we went on and that they went on. And they were there for about, I think, a week or so. They were there for 10 days. They went to, I believe, five different cities within Spain. So this is traveling, you know, hours at a time in a car with a six-month-old. Yes. Then taking the six-month-old, I mean, when you travel to another country, you spend most of your time on your feet walking around, Mm -hmm. and they were able to maneuver with their child the whole time. (laughs) I mean, to say that it didn't probably... They were both avid travelers prior to having the child, but to say that it didn't change the way they traveled a little bit, I'm sure it changed it a lot, but they were still able to enjoy a vacation, and... With a six-month-old, which in in hindsight, I've never had kids. I never will have kids. But when I look at a six-month-old, I'm like, not sure if I'm going to travel with a six-month-old. So I give them a no. lot of props for doing it. Right. But I think a lot of people would give us props for traveling with me as a bipolar person. I think a lot of people would not want to travel with a bipolar person. And I think the thing is, is you just adjust. You know, on that trip, Little Morgan got her first pair of shoes, you know, because they realized they're like, oh, Morgan's walking around a little bit more and she's got her first pair of shoes and it's the most uh, expensive pair of clothing that she owns. So Mm. it's just one of those things. You adjust as you go. It's kind of like with my bipolar. I adjust as I go. So these are things that you kind of compensate for. So if you said... I have kids, I can't travel, or I'm going to have a kid, I can't travel. Well, guess what? That was something that they kind of knew. If we have kids, we're going to travel. They had little Morgan, and they they kind of planned it as they as, as it went along, and they knew, okay, this is what we were going to do. And I think that they didn't bring their, their good goods stroller. They, they would have, I think, loved to have it because it had some much better wheels. <laughs> But they they dealt with it. They kind of dealt with what came with it. And that's what you have to do when you travel. You deal with the bumps that come when when they come. Before we get too deep down into a rabbit hole, I want to dispel the first two reasons why everybody is going to say they can't travel. Okay, I think I have one that, that you're going to say, and I just want to hear it. And, and this is one I really, really commonly hear. And most people will tell me that, well, I can't travel like you travel because I don't have the flexibility in your job. 
in my yeah. job to get as much time off as you do. And right. 100% agree with that. I think that we are in a very unique situation where where um we can do more traveling than other people because our jobs allow for us to do that. But on the other side of it is is that when you use that as an excuse why you cannot travel, right. It's it's not a valid excuse because right. yes, you may not be able to travel as much as us, but you still do get vacation and you still can go on vacation and take a trip. Right. You might not get it right away. Or if you want it that badly, you can look for another job and use that as a bargaining chip. How how long have you been at your current job? Do you want, like, can you look for another job and use that as a bargaining job? Have you been at your job for, say, 10 years? And is there another job that is open with the same position? And can you say, hey, I've been at this job for this long and... Would you be willing to give me X amount of more more vacation or, or whatever? You know, I'm not really sure. But I feel like there is there is a, a way around that. And ironically, this is one that I had forgotten to put on my my list is the vacation time. And there is always the option of unpaid time off and yes i do know that does eat into not the clar- whole to clarify tracy some people don't even have the option of unpaid time off so there are employers yeah. that do not do do not allow that so yes vacation becomes a challenge for people but right. it just means that if me and Tracy are taking three trips a year, you might only be able to take one trip a year. Right. But there's no reason why you can't do this. That is not a hurdle that you can't. If you're, if in your mind you're using that mm-hmm. as a, a hurdle that you can't travel, it's not a hurdle. It's right. an excuse to not travel. Exactly. And, exactly. And the only way to. To, I mean, you have to look at your situation and you have to make it. You can't look at a specific person's situation and say, well, I don't have the exact same situation as they do, so I can't do what they do. Mm-hmm. What you have to do is you have to look at their situation, see what they're doing, and then say, how can I make this work in my situation? And right. if well, that comes down to just taking one trip a year, isn't it better to take one trip? T- if, if traveling is something that you want to do, isn't it better to take one trip a year than right. to never take a trip because you can't travel three times a year? You, right. You know, it doesn't make it, that logic doesn't make any sense. And I feel like if you use the excuse that I don't have enough vacation to take a trip, that's exactly what you're saying. Right. And hopefully you would at least get something off, like maybe for a holiday, like maybe you can get three days off or something. Where you can go to a warmer climate or something like that. Where you can take three days and you can say, okay, maybe this vacation thing is something that I could like. And if it's something that you like enough, maybe that'll get you where you're saying, this job isn't enough to keep me away from traveling. And then, and I'm not saying, I'm not encouraging you all to leave your jobs. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But if your job is keeping you from traveling, then you can you can go to the next step 
and consider ways around it where is there a way that I can either make some negotiations with my employer or look for a job where I can do this. Now I'm curious, what was your other big thing that you Well, the other one is, oh, well, I just simply cannot afford to travel. That was going to be... And my response to that always, to anybody, anybody that says that, well, I have a couple of responses to that. And and the number one response is, is that I promise you that most, most people, if you are married and you, both you and your spouse work, I promise you that you make the same amount of money as me and Tracy, if not more. Right. And... And so, once again, I by telling you that, I have just eliminated the fact that you can't afford to travel. Because if I can afford to travel, why can't you fo- afford to travel? Yes. And, and by the way, we travel a lot per year. We were just told this week, or I think, I believe it was this week, um, hey, Eric, are, are you going to be here this week? Or is you got to take a vacation to prepare for your other vacation that you're taking? So... I don't know. I'm pretty sure that means we take a lot of vacations. Yes. So saying you cannot afford to go on vacation, again, maybe it doesn't feel like you can afford to go on vacation, but all you have to do, I promise you, is sit down and prioritize a vacation and make, I think a lot of people, well, if at the end of the year, I have a bunch of extra money sitting around and I... Then I'll take a vacation. Well, I promise you, if you use that logic to, right. to to fund a vacation, you will never take a vacation. Or maybe you'll take, you know, like one every ten years. But but yes. our it, it doesn't doesn't matter who you are. The American or the human brain is wired that yeah, the money you come in, if you don't allocate it and set it aside for things you want to yep. do. You're just gonna spend it. Oh, there are so totally. few people that that don't do that. That I mean, you can say, "Well, I'm not that person," I, and no. I would look at you and no, say, man. "You know what? You probably are because I do it because everybody does it, and and there's nobody in it. There's probably people that are better about it than others, but for the most part, everybody does it. Well, and then there's there's other issues with with. Well, I don't have enough money to spend on a vacation. They're like, "Well, if I make as much as you, I don't understand how I can how I can go on vacation. I look at prices of vacations. Well, maybe you're not looking at the right vacations because if you're looking at all-inclusives and stuff like this, if you're looking at as stuff that people are pricing on or or putting on maybe Facebook or social media, some of those can be outrageous sometimes Mm -hmm. but we don't go to all-inclusives and and maybe that is what you want to go to and that's fine i get it but also just do your research guys and if you don't want to do your research we can help you or yes you can go to a travel agent and they can help but i do understand a travel agent costs money so that's not exactly gonna help you but but there are people like me and Eric or me and Eric send us a message. We have tips. So people like us, either us 
or people like us can help you and we can send you some tips and tricks as to where you can go, how you can save some money. Because yeah, if you're going to go to a travel agent, they're going to first. I don't know if they're going to ask you a fee up front. They're pro- it, depend- it depends. But they're also going to say, here's an all-inclusive or here's where you're going to go. Here's the hotel. But the thing is, is we we generally go to, first of all, not like the American or name brand hotels that we know around here. And and then we go to the hotels that, yeah, we've generally never heard of. They're, they're local and we can get for 20, 30 bucks a night when we go there. That is how we afford it. When we go places, the the most expensive part is getting there, generally, except for when we went to Portugal, because that was in Europe. Europe is a little bit more expensive, depending on where you go. Generally, whenever we go on a trip, it's it might, I could argue that it probably doesn't work out this way because we're very much in vacation mode. So we spend yeah. more money because we're in vacation mode. But for the most part, it probably costs us the same to be in that country as it does if we were just home living our life normally. Right. So, so like, really, the your expense is, like, when I view going on a vacation, your expense is going, is getting a flight to that country and then getting hotels or whatever you get while you're there. That's all right. you're, you have to afford once you're there. Once you're there, then you just live all the money you would normally live with because that should be more than enough to sustain you. And right. it depends on the type of person you are because, like, we like going to the little, you know, like little hole in the wall restaurants that, oh, yeah. that are relatively cheap because it, it just gives us an authentic flair to what we're doing. Yeah. I like to taste like that. that food. Like, that is how I experience the culture, tasting the food and, and, Kind of meeting the people a little bit. Yeah, I'm a introverted person, but kind of kind of meeting a few of the people. And and again, like I said, meeting the food, tasting some of the, the drinks, and especially if they're fruity drinks, oh, yum. So, And like you had alluded to with the hotel thing. Right. Is that I think a big trap that a lot of people fall into is that they go there. They go to other countries and they look for the hotel, the brand right. of hotel that they know. We've met people and, who do this. Yes. When we've been there in and, uh, Peru, we met somebody. And especially in the places that we like to travel, like in all of Latin America, oh. they're going to have your Holiday and your Best Western, mm-hmm. your, your Hiltons. They're going to have all of those. But oh. you know what they are? They're hotels that are made for... Americans, uh, 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 the Americans that are coming there, and you know, and it's it's funny because what they do is, and and I don't know this for a fact, but this is my perception of it, is that they make the hotel cost what what you would expect a hotel to cost in the U.S. So people don't think that they're paying that much to stay in this hotel and then when you get there it's an absolute castle it's going to be the nicest version of that hotel you've ever right. stayed in because you're paying so much in comparison what to what a normal person would pay right in in that country to stay in a place and 
Right. Which is fine. But then it's like, well, then why leave your, your hotel? And for, for maybe 30 or, I mean, and sometimes we pay $60, but we can get a hotel that has a, a mini kitchen plus a bedroom and a bathroom, obviously. And, and yeah, we can get all of that. Yeah, and and it's fine. It's fine plus nice, etc. And it's got an outdoor area. Sometimes it's great. So why pay more? I mean, like great examples of this is like when we were in Guatemala and we were in Panachal. Oh my god, we, I love that place. Yeah, we stayed in one hotel almost the entire time we were there, and that hotel cost it forty dollars a night, and it was absolutely gorgeous. The people I mean, were so nice. nice. Oh, had it just, a hammock. Yeah, it just had a perfect little outdoor area for you to sit in the sun and enjoy, and it was just perfect. And yeah, and that was forty dollars a night. I mean, and would you, in my opinion, you don't gain anything by no. could we we could have found a Holiday Inn and paid an extra sixty bucks a night, and it would have been a castle. But you don't gain anything by doing no. that, no. and not even. So let's move on to to a couple other things that that people say that why they don't travel. So we kind of said, you know, I have family. This is why I don't travel. Uh, So I just, that's just not what people do. (laughs) I mean, I don't need... We're kind of going to talk about this one next I can't... Well, and here's the problem with that saying is that I can't, like, I understand that people believe this, and I just can't wrap my head around it, and I can't really give a good answer to that without mocking a person. Because, like, what does that even mean? This is That's not what we do. But, but you know what? All you have to do is start. That's right. not what I used to do. I used to just travel to neighboring countries. I never or sorry not neighboring countries neighboring states i never ever thought that i would be a cross-country traveler a a overseas traveler i met eric and suddenly it was like oh my gosh i'm going to new york i'm going to i'm going to um california and then for our honeymoon we went to saint eustatius which is in the caribbean and I tried goat for the first time after after much hemming and hawing, believe me. And that was great. And it kind of opened my eyes. And then when I went to Thailand, it was that, that is what really, really got me started. And so then it was just like, once you start, once you find like a place, and then when you find the place, Colombia was my place. And and I think it was South America, but I think really Colombia even. Once you find a place, you just cannot stop. And I think the thing is, is just because people, in quotes, don't do that, doesn't mean you can't do that. I mean, what's normal anyway? Like we, like we always say, what is normal? Just because people don't do that, people are always going to judge you, okay? For whatever you do, whether you do what they do, whether you do what they don't do, just just freaking do it, and, okay? Uh, well, and just 
just just just just to eliminate that if somebody out there is concerned about this is that nobody judges you in a negative way if you travel and also they like, they're jealous of you i was just gonna say i think people get yeah, really yeah. jealous and they want that so just, yeah like most and I, oh, people and, and i'm not i'm also not saying like hey guys be jealous of me i'm just saying like a lot of times when people are saying things about you like negatively sometimes that does mean that they're that they're jealous so i'm not saying that people are jealous of us it 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 can be because they're jealous hmm. so and I, and i think the number one thing to say about that is is that most people that do love traveling they the reason they love traveling is because they've tried it right and so if you're a person sitting on your sitting there thinking you know I don't know if I would really like traveling, so I'm not going to try it. Well, you're missing out on something because it might be something that is is a game changer for you. Right. And and you'll never know until you try it. And it, maybe it'll go be it. I'm sure there are people out there because traveling can be stressful. And I'm sure that people out there do a trip do trips and they're just like i just can't handle the stress of it and and i get that you know and that's why they created resorts and things like that because Mm -hmm. you know on a resort you don't do anything you just i mean they take care of it all for you right and i mean you're somewhere warmer beautiful different from where you usually are i'm sure and and that's great and people are taking care of you but i like to go see See the things, explore, and I'm explore, not, explore. And I understand Meet the people. I understand. Yeah. I'm getting older, so so the whole uh, volcano hikes are are gonna get less and less. However, I still like to go out and see the stuff. I don't want to sit on a resort all the time. And and yeah, maybe someday we'll do a resort, but then leave the resort here and there but i still don't know I, I don't if that's gonna be my I, thing ever you can go do that by yourself i'll be I'll i think be. i still just want to get a house or or a hotel or something and and like like you had alluded to like doing you know nearby stay travel and that's great even i mean i encourage people just to start like just that's i'm how assuming I most people i assume most people that live in wisconsin are or most people that listen to this podcast are probably in Wisconsin. And last time I checked, I, mean, I think so. Look around you, man, because this is a beautiful place to travel. There is it, a oh lot gosh. of cool stuff around here. Even and, if you've never been to Upper Michigan, again, check out Upper Michigan. I mean, and I mean, if you like Door County, because if you go to Door County, hop up to Upper Michigan because that's even it's a lot like it, but it's even more beautiful or along par. I mean, hey, I don't want to. I don't want to offend anybody by saying it's more beautiful than Door County. <laughs> We're going to Door County today. So. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot in, in Wisconsin that's beautiful, but there's a lot outside. I mean, just, but, just to kind of digress for a sec, I remember seeing on a show one time that somebody had said, it was a cooking show that I had watched and somebody was like, they're like, I don't need to travel. I got books. And, and the head chef was just like really, really offended. Like, I don't believe that you're saying this right now. And I was offended. Like, like, but books, they do nothing. Like when I look at my pictures, I think, oh man, this is beautiful, but it does nothing for 
when yeah. I was there. Like, like this was great, but wow, is that really like it? It's nothing. Like, it only shows part of it. Right, and and I mean, there's just things like in in like staying in the state and staying even in the country. I encourage people to do that because there is plenty of beautiful things, and I'm sure oh, yeah. there's a lot of stuff in the U.S. That we haven't even Grand, seen. Well, and even like that, if you've never seen the Grand Canyon, first time we were there, we we had an expectation blew our mind. Mm-hmm. And but there is nothing. There's nothing yes. like once you engross yourself in another culture. Yes. And and I'll be honest with you, like it depends on where you go, and mm-hmm. it depends on the type of person you are. Be, right. You there there may be countries you go to. And you're like, nope. I, I don't really like this. And that's but, fine. But, Absolutely fine. Like, I don't know if my parents would like Asia or certain places in South America. And that's fine. Totally yeah. fine. And I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit to you that um, I do believe that I love South America oh, and I, I love it. Latin America. I think it is so amazing. But it is also... In acquired taste, oh, and totally. I, you know, like you have to be able to walk into a Latin into an a Latin American country, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to see the beauty of what it is. Oh yeah, because it, there are a lot of things that to us would be very shell shocking. They're not nearly right. as clean. They're not nearly as well kept up. They're not nearly as. I mean, there's right. just loads of loads of things that mm-hmm. that that we're just not used to seeing. Right. And and if you were to see it in the U.S., you would be like, it would just be in a way unacceptable for something to be that way. Right. But that's how they live. Right. And and once you engross gross yourself in that culture, you start to realize, like, you know, what they got going on here isn't isn't it isn't a downgrade. It's different. Right. And there's a lot of things that are better about the way they do things than what we do. Right. And so but but I guess what my point is is that you also have to find that place that's right for you. Exactly. Latin America is right for us. Asia is right for us. We both love the right. atmosphere, the thing. There's a lot of people that might way prefer Europe. Right. And like I loved Portugal. It was not quite the place for me. Yeah, Portugal was great, but it was it was European. It it, 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 was, it just didn't appeal to me like the in the way yeah. that the other places we go do. Europe is almost too close to America for me. Yeah, and as weird and, as that sounds, and but, in the ways that I I think it's more too that in the ways that it's different, a lot of them aren't appealing to me. Yeah, like people in Europe are way more into fashion in in mm-hmm. just like like you go to a restaurant there and everything just it looks more it looks like all their restaurants to me looked like upscale restaurants in the US it that, that like just made me uncomfortable in. yeah <laughs> you know like I'm like, like can I got, be there with my, with my ripped jeans and then I'm like yeah. well what do I care anyway <laughs> so all right so I have a few more things here of uh of things that people might kind of wonder about with traveling so uh so what about the language barrier people might kind of be like well i don't know like i i can't travel overseas with a language barrier well have we had troubles with the language barrier man um 
I mean, it not really, but it varies. Yeah, you know, like it varies. like Colombia was way more of a struggle than anywhere else I'd ever been in my life. Which is funny because you would think, oh, Spanish, no big deal. Well, that was our first Spanish country, and we hadn't been learning Spanish yet. But guess what, guys? Put Google Translate on your phone wherever you're going. Download that uh, that language to make sure that you have that on your uh, just so that you have it available so if you don't have a sim card so that's another thing that i didn't put on here you don't necessarily have to have a sim card just make sure that you're able to get wi-fi at times so if you're going back to your hotel or whatever um, so you can get a sim card you can't you don't have to sometimes we do sometimes we don't because obviously if you're going to a different country you know Different and, SIM card. <laughs> and for the love of God. Have them but, put it in. No, well, no. There are a lot of people when they go overseas that they will pay for oh. their cell phone provider. Has Your cell phone provider will allow you to yeah. use your your phone in other countries. Don't do oh, it. Oh, yeah. It, it's it, cheap. It, it, for- buying a SIM card, go and buy yourself a $10 little case so you can put your other SIM card in it so you don't lose it. Yep. And just get a new SIM card because it'll cost $20 for the entire time you're on a trip. Yep. In most places, most of like Verizons of the world and stuff, they charge like $15 a day Yeah. to have your cell phone turned on. It's just way easier and way more smart to get a SIM card from another country, yeah. from the other country. And a lot of times they'll set it up and... They'll just be like, tick, 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 tick. Yeah, you know? and a lot of times, I mean, a lot of the country's airports will have the SIM. I mean, you might pay a little bit more than you would normally, but they'll have it right there in the airport. When you get off your airplane, you can pick up your SIM card and go. And, and if not, just go to a mall or something. We've done yeah. that before. And yeah, they'll they'll just set it up. And sometimes you get messages. I've gotten like Spanish me- messages before. I can't remember if I got it in Thailand or not, if we got a SIM card in there. Uh, but yeah, if you do that in Thailand, I don't think we ever had any issues. I know we sat down at a restaurant and they in uh, in Chiang Mai, and I think they just didn't want to deal with the language yeah. barrier. And we just so they just didn't come over to us, and we just decided to get get up and go to a different place. Yeah. So sometimes you just have that stuff. And it, you just you just feel it out. Yeah. So, you know, and it's gonna it's gonna vary because if you're in a, a less touristy neighborhood or something like that, you're it's gonna be harder. And right. but but I mean, for the most part, most of the places you're gonna go, even if you don't speak a lick of their in, of their language, you're gonna be able to get by. And yes. and even if I've gone to a lot of countries without Google Translate, yeah, and you still get by. Yep. You know, it's just point to stuff and yeah. and have a calculator on your phone because if you're wondering how much something costs, put the calculator on and just put in like numbers and say point like yeah, because that's how how I do things. Like because sometimes even when they say how much something costs, now that I know a little bit of Spanish in their dialect or when they say it, I cannot no, understand yeah. it sometimes. Sometimes I can understand. And then I'm like, is that really what they said? Like, I do not understand that. So, and then I've had some other questions asked to me in the time, uh, in, in time, like, so what about safety? 
there are times like it just look up online they they have safety reports uh, i know i can't remember what the ratings are i don't think it's is it one through five or is it red or it's all di- it? it's all different colors and i'm trying to think what do you um usually i just look I think up safety lo- report i i think I, or like i think it's put out is. by like u.s homeland security or something like that so you just type in the country and generally if you just type into google is whatever country safe. Right. Um and then even it'll be fine. And and just just remember when you look at these countries that um you're going to hear a whole lot of different the, things. Just look at the government the government makes it very very conservative. Yeah. So like normally when I remember when we booked when we booked Guatemala, they were at a stage where it was like it was kind of I can't I don't remember the exact verbiage of the stages, but it was kind of the like, well, this place is okay, so you can go there, but we kind of recommend you don't. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And then by the time we left, it was a heavy like reconsidered travel. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so, and, and that made me a little nervous. I won't lie because that was the first time we'd ever gone to a country that had that kind of mark. Right. But it and, was fine. Yeah, and, and it, really, for the most part, we didn't go out after dark. I mean, we kind of went down by the water, like when it mm. was getting dusk-ish, but that was a safe-ish, mm. you know. But um, And then uh, what do you do if you get sick? I mean, none of us have ever gotten sick, but you, there's always, I've always been able to find um, like pharmacies and stuff. And and just again, make sure you have your translate. I've always been able to. I've gotten migraine medicine in in generally all all of the uh, South America places. I've I've always been in. I remember the one place I went and I was like, man, I gotta go get something for my migraine stuff. My excedrin ran out, and Eric's like, he's like, oh my god, well, do do you even know how to ask for that? I'm like. Oh yeah, I, I I totally learned that. I, I had that memorized before I even came here. <laughs> yes, yes. I guess to dispel any rumors, other countries do have drugs, and so yes. if you get sick, they do have the pills that you take here and to go. They might look a little different. They might be named something different, but they're out there. Those those people just don't like not take medication for one thing, and. We've never had anything that required a trip to the hospital in our time. Yeah. But in my vision of it, most countries that you're going to travel to, they're all going to have universal health care, which, which means that you're not going to have a situation where you walk into a hospital injured and they're going to start asking you for insurance information because most countries, I mean... I, there are probably countries that have the broken system that the US has, but most of them do not. And most- if you and if you have health issues, do some research beforehand. You know, if you have like say a heart issue or something like that, do some research beforehand, maybe get checked beforehand. So so yeah, you know, you, you can kind of get get that kind of checked out. So yeah, so those were, were most of the things where I was just kinda like like, well, you know, those those were a lot of the things where where I've had people say, well, these are the, the reason why I can't go. Uh, did you have you had things where people have come to you and say 
well, these are, are the reasons why I can't travel. Have you had reasons that, that people have come to you? No. I mean, we covered most of them. Um, I mean, the number one, I, I, I think the number two, the I think the majority of the, re, the reasons that I, I basically come to our people are like, I have kids, so we can't do it. I yeah. have, I, I, we can't afford to do it. And we don't have the vacation to do it. And probably right. the vacation yeah. is probably number three because most people just default to the first two to yeah. um, do it. And, and so those are the big ones. And, and to me, now that I've traveled, I can see anybody out there listening that has never traveled. And that's the first thing that pops into their head. Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad because that's the first no. thing that popped into anybody, everybody's head. But now that I've traveled and I've done it a lot, I know that those aren't really, I know that those are excuses, not relevant reasons why you can't do something. Oh, totally. And I mean, for the most part, I feel like there isn't much in your life that you just simply can't do. Right. You know, like the only thing stopping you from doing anything you really want to do is you and your mindset. And so you can make it happen if you want it to happen. I mean, if you absolutely need to have a Tesla and I mean, or whatever, like some car and, you you know, you can just, you can just find a bank that will eventually finance it. So you can do it. Or you, you know, you could be one of those people who lives in a trailer home and then, but you could have a Tesla next to it. So, I I mean, mean, it could happen. But the point of that was, is that you can make whatever happen technically happen i mean not really anything i mean if you really want your cancer to go away but in theory there's a lot that you can really make happen that you can make happen Mm -hmm. so but i mean again like i said i don't know if i would have done this traveling without the push from you and i think most people most people that travel, that's how it happens. Right. Is that is it's that somebody else pushes them to it. But right? I'm glad I'm glad that I did because otherwise I mean like yeah, I, I I did always say that I wanted to go to Germany and now I don't know if I if I will do Germany because now I realize like yeah, I'm not sure if Europe is the place because I think Latin America is the place where I'm just like, yeah, this is where what makes me really tick and what makes me breathe. But, uh, but yeah, I'm just so glad that I never, that I never just, that I never just let it go stagnant and everything like that. Because I do think that, that in the past few years, I have just learned more that I have learned, God, I don't want to say in my whole life, because obviously I've learned a lot in my life, but in, I don't even know how long, because just learning by immersing it, you learn so much more right and 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 i honestly believe too that prior to me traveling i never realized that people in the world lived so differently right like than you, we do. you see it but you don't really like, understand like, like, it people talk about it and you see things on tv and you're like okay and, and, 
but being there and experiencing it, first of all, I think that I would have had the perception that that what what we have in the U.S. was so much better than what people in Latin America had. And now that I've been there and I've seen the difference between the two, I know that's not necessarily the case. It's just different. Right. And and I think that's a lesson that everybody could get a lot from if they when they right. go and experience it. You know, it it would I think it opens your eyes to just, you know, I think most of us get stuck in a thing where we feel like this is the tra- trajectory that we need to go on to live. Right. And it's well, it, and do I, not deviate from that trajectory because I, that's the, what society says you again, should do. Again, even like how we said, we all get stuck in in what we do every day. That's that's just how our bodies are right. kind of are kind of made. And and that's that's how we we need to kind of get out of that sometimes. And and I think that by going to another country now, I have seen how another culture lives their life so differently from us and it works. Right. And you can take from that like, okay, what can what are they doing that I could do better in my life? Well, we're already seeing the changes mm. in us from that. Right. And I think that's like I think that's an invaluable lesson that I think everybody should have. Right. So, yeah, I guess that's pretty much what I would say about it is just that that I mean, even if you're not right. interested in traveling, I feel like everybody should experience this. Right. You well, know, and- like at at a bare minimum, go in and I don't recommend like Mexico is not that far from here. At least go right. to Mexico and just see the difference. And I don't recommend yeah. Don't cross the border and just go to Mexico. No, go to I Mexico that, City, yeah, or something like that, where this is the way people really live in Mexico, right? And right. and experience it because it is so different, and it is such an eye-opening experience. Well, and and even even start small, okay? So if you are from, say, the Midwest, just go down south and go where. You know, I I always drink milk every night for dinner. You know what? Down south, they drink tea, sweet tea for dinner. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That was an eye opener for me when we went to Alabama. Uh, and they're like, "Do you want sweetened or unsweetened?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so so that was something new for me. Yeah, and and you'll see that all over the U.S. The problem right. is is that. The only problem I see with it is is that you don't get that stark, dramatic right. change. And well, and I and think that's what, like, to me, when you travel, to, when I travel around the U.S., I, in the end, everybody's still American. Yeah. And you go to yeah, a Latin I, America. Kind of, and I kind of look at, like, with, with, like, even, like, foods, food changes and even, like, like, even when you look at the culture in the U.S., like, the way it breaks up in terms of um, the the people. Mm-hmm. And and so I guess that's kind of where I'm looking at. You know, you have New York and, say, California and even Texas are kind of melting pots. So that's why I'm sort of looking at, you know, when we, in, in, say, the Midwest, all of us are pretty 
pretty white and we're all we're all here saying you know and mm. and all that so th- that's right you're right people are different all over the u.s right. there's no doubt about so that's that. why i'm saying like if you go to to different different i don't even want to say corners because we don't really have corners i guess but if you go to different spots of the u.s just to even start out with just to sort of dip your toes in and then hop over if you've never right. really because like i said i didn't do that so that's how i start like that's how i started out when right. I, so if you're if you're just starting out that's a way to start out for you right for a person and and that's a great way to do it and if that's all you do that's all you do the right. only thing i say is is that because of the just stark contrast stop. difference between some of the other countries oh, we've been right. to Definitely. Like, like it is so much more of an experience yes, yes, than yes. being going anywhere in the US. I mean, it, it because the people are yes, they're different, but they're also very much the same. Oh, easily, right? easily. And, yeah, because I mean, I've talked to so many people who are like we can have so many of the same same conversations, but the food is a different the the uh the people are are different, but the same. Yeah, which I know doesn't make sense, but it does. And yeah, it, it's they're just... different, but they feel the same. Whereas, right. Whereas, when you walk into another country, if you're walking into the right country, it you might not experience to... this, like in Canada. But if you go to most other countries, you're gonna walk in, and it's gonna feel like you just walked into a different world. Right. Like in. You look at it and you're like, I, I didn't know this existed. Right. You know, like, like I've seen pictures of this, but like to be actually be here and to see it, it's like right. I can't believe that. I can't believe I'm here and, right now. I can't believe, wow, I this is amazing. And I, a lot of times, I go to places and I walk around and I look around and, and I'm not even in an impressive place. I'm walking downtown in a big city in in Colombia. And I look around and I'm like, wow, when I go home, most people yeah. will never have seen this. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And it's it's just a mind-blowing thing to you. Yeah, I mean, we've we've both been getting uh flashbacks from Ecuador this past week. And and it's just amazing. We've we've been so happy seeing them and it's just like I, like, I think we should clarify when you when Tracy says flashbacks, I believe she means that oh, flashbacks are coming up on our phone. We're not like yeah, having like mental rela- relapses yeah. to being back in Ecuador. So yeah, and uh, and it's just like yeah, most people will just never be able to see that. At least most people from our part will just not be able to see that ever, and. And also, I'm missing it so bad right mm. now. But yeah, most people just don't get to see that. And in many ways, it's so simple. But also, I mean, gosh, we were surrounded by the mountains every day. And yeah. Ugh. Can I can I give my little, for anybody that wants to try our traveling, yeah. I can give them my little guide to how I to was, do it. I was going to say that, yeah, before we forget. So I'm glad that you did not forget. So now you can listen to a lot of other podcasts out there and there are a lot of people that have some very, very, very sophisticated traveling systems, <laughs> you know, like, 
like leveraging 82 credit cards to get enough reward points to buy oh, wow. everything for free and stuff like that. And I want you to know that I'm a lazy person that's and like, I, I don't I don't go that deep into it. But this is a super simple That sounds way. like a couponing, couponing mom type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah it, that's totally what most of a lot, a lot of travelers do. But I'm going to give you like the very simple breakdown on how to book a very affordable trip. And the number one thing is is that most people when they plan a trip they pick a destination and then they book that trip and that's the absolute worst way to book a trip because your mo- biggest expense when booking a trip is going to be your flight yep and so what you do is you let the flight prices dictate where you go now i'm not telling you you have to go where the fl- deal is but I'm telling you to have ideas in your head of places you want to go and wait for that deal to come along. And, or have a couple ideas in your brain, right. and that's which is basically what we do right now. We've got a couple ideas. And sometimes because, okay, so the first thing you want to do if you are at the point where like, I want to try a international trip and I want to do it in a cheap way, the number one the first thing you want to do is there is a company on the internet. It is called Going Now, and it, it you may see you might want to look up Scott's Cheap Flights because that's what it used to be called, and they recently changed your name. But hmm. but you go to this website, all you do is enter your email address, and they just start sending you deals in your in your email. And I can tell you right now that it's been really bad. They haven't been sending a lot of deals because I, I think it's just the state of airfare right now. But you sign up for there, you'll get an email from them, and generally they'll they'll just email you regular flight deals, and you can say, "Is that a place I want to go?" When they'll tell you when the deal is for and how to book the deal, and that's all. And they do have a premium subscription that gives you more deals. But prior to to this year, I've never had to have the premium subscription because they've sent me enough deals on the free subscription to to book all my f- travels. But maybe now their premium sc- subscription is like $50 a year. So it's, it's almost nothing. And for what the deal, what you will save on an airline, usually the flights that they will send you are going to be like close to 50% off on everything. So that's the first thing you want to do. And then the second thing you want to do, and this is another thing that probably most people in the U.S. are like, what is that? But there, there is a website called booking.com and that's going to be your, your hub for all your hotels and they, anywhere in the world, you can find hotels on bookings.com and, and you, yes, you can use some of the U S based websites. Like when we first started traveling, we always used hotels.com, but people in other countries don't know what hotels.com is and it just right. leads to problems. Everybody knows what booking.com is, except for people in the U.S. Yeah. When we when we uh, started traveling, we I think it was our last one that we were using, booking.com. Yeah. And, we uh, dabbled with booking.com on, in Guatemala. I think we used booking.com in Guatemala, too. Yeah. We were using it a lot. And, and uh, well, yeah. So, actually, it was – sorry. I was thinking Guatemala was our last one. Yeah. We started in Guatemala, and then we were using it for – for Portugal and uh and I think we were using it in Guatemala because uh the Germans that we met were using it. No, I think we 
we or no, it was we started using it in Ecuador because we yeah. had a bunch of problems with hotels.com. Yeah, and, and that is what the um what our friend what all of our friends were using mm. that we met on the uh, we meet a lot of people. That's the other fun thing is if you do um any kind of tour like we do we do hops from city like to cities, city from city to city. And if you do stuff like that or just tours, sometimes you meet people and that can be fun. Mm. And so, yeah, I mean, I have I have enough where I could write a book just like Emily Henry with friends you meet on vacation. So, yeah. I mean, I really should write a book. So, but basically those two things I just told you, going.com or Scotch Cheap Flights and booking.com. That's the golden ticket to booking an affordable trip, and it works perfectly. You yep. can get more elaborate with it if you want. I mean, there are a lot of people on the internet that do really weird and innovative things to get free. Like, like I know with Southwest right now, you can get like eight free flights a year if you oh, do wow. it right. And but but if you just want a simple easy way to do it those two things are all you need and and you have to check your email on a regular basis to see what deals scott's cheap flights is sending you and book them when they come through that's all we do and we go on two or three big ones a year no so i mean And, and like we said we i mean i don't work so eric works so and one one more thing that I should add to that is one of the big things that we also do is there is a there is a term that a lot of people don't probably aren't familiar with, but it's basically called geo arbitrage. Mm-hmm. And what geo arbitrage is is basically if you know what arbitrage is, it's like buying something for cheaper than you can sell it or whatever, or or vice versa. And geo arbitrage is traveling somewhere where things are cheaper than where you're from, so your money's more powerful there. So, and because we love Latin America so much, everything is much cheaper in Latin America. And that makes things, you know, in Latin America, if you want to, if you want to go on the cheap, you could probably pick up um, $15, $20 hotels every night. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be very nice hotels, but, but you can do that. So, I mean, really, in other countries, they do a very good job of catering to anybody you know so So. they do a much better job than we do in the u.s because like in the u.s you can't really get anything for under 60 bucks a night well that's not cheap but in other countries you can seriously find a place to stay for 12 dollars a night pretty easily so so some things to consider and so if you have any questions on this or anything else, please hit us up. Our email stigmas and open wounds at gmail.com and hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Again, stigmas and open wounds at gmail.com. So if, again, any questions on this or anything else, please hit us up and Eric will answer any questions on those. <laughs> but yeah really yep. any questions on that we really do want to help more people travel and and yeah i'll answer any questions guys but uh do you have any question or do you have anything else that you want to add no, to this or I, any questions for me eric other than just to say that that please do send an email because i'm kind of a geek about 
Oh yeah, about traveling. So I would be happy to answer any questions if you're trying to plan a trip or if you're just interested in how we do the things we do. I mean, honestly, it's not very sophisticated. So, but but I mean, but yeah, just just reach out because I'd be happy. I I, heck, I'd even plan a trip with you if you want. Well, I mean, I'm not going to probably go on the trip, but but I would plan it for you. (laughs) So. Yeah, Especially we, if it's a place I've already been. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we really want to help people travel more because, I mean, I think more people should see what is out there. But, uh, but yeah, if we help you travel somewhere, we, we won't go the same time because, I mean, heck, we don't want it busier when we go. And, you know, a focus of this podcast is a lot of people might be suffering from some of the things they're suffering from because they're living a life that's not comfortable for them. Exactly. And, and it might I wasn't be, comfortable. And it might be that that just getting out and seeing the the way the rest of the world lives, you might discover like, right. wow, what they're doing works for me, you know? Yeah. And and that's the best way to learn it because you can't it's so hard to learn that without without seeing it, experiencing because it's, it's not just seeing it in a book, it's seeing it firsthand, experiencing it, learning it, you know, and and again, after we went to Bogota the first time after we went back, we're now going to retire for at least six months out of the year in I don't know how many years, but we're going to early retire in to South America. And I think that's fantastic. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who are still thinking, probably not going to do it. No, guys, we're going to do it. So I'm pretty excited about that. And had we not actually gone down there and experienced it, it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited that that's going to happen all because we went down there and experienced it. So maybe you'll have some some similar experience. Yeah. Or maybe you'll just decide that you never want to travel again. But you know and what? That's At least too. you know then. <laughs> you know that's... Exactly. I mean... Exactly. So... So... Well, with that then, this one's getting a little bit long, so let's wrap that up. So in two weeks then, we are going to talk about living the life that you want and not the life that society says that you should live. Hmm. That's a pretty heated one. That's That's a pretty heated one. So guess what? If you want to travel and everybody says, but, but that's not, that's not what people do then guess what? You go on and travel. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye. Thank you.